who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. And with his wealth of planar wisdom, newly minted member of the Wild Company, Kyrian Morrow guides his new team to victory against the Shrieking Green. Minted is right. He's but a stitch in my breath and a tingle in my gums. Truly the mouthwash of the adventuring world. Welcome to Champion Tier, big boy. In other news, the Commissioner has put in an extension for his own newly founded team, the Fallow Crown. Their unscried quest to parts unknown has persisted more than a week now. And while this typically constitutes abandonment with punitive actions up to and including removal from the League, Commissioner Isago Shigure insists that the team is performing duties as instructed. This has resulted in unrest from some members of the administration, confirming their fears that a team administered by the Commissioner would be granted special privileges. However, with all the paperwork in order, the Crown is operating well within the League bylaws. Speaking of boring blocks of text, are you excited for your... book signing? Thank you for asking, Dirk. I am. I've been studying the pre- and post-conversion quest data on newly founded hub worlds to determine if the presence of the League has any significant effect on quest economy. Well, what's the scuttlebutt? Numbers go up? Hurt people go down? Crunch those numbers or regurgitate them into my eager bird mouth. I want to see the wiggly line go up and down in my mind's eye. It doesn't really work like that, Dirk. You'll just have to read the book. And here I was, ready to slurp your mind droppings, and all I get is homework. Are you excited for a new co-host? I don't know, Rust. I've never been a fan of change. That's why I fork out the extra for reversible briefs. Twice the life for twice the price. I fear that no brief could possibly brief your new partner for what is to come. May the lords preserve him and shield him. The Servitor of the Dread Council has fallen, and in the wake of him the restless dead return to their slumber. Far in the distance music as if from a carnival can be heard, reflecting off the gravestones and mausolea of this hallowed place. A low rumble emanates from the earth as the first lichgate begins to open. Ethereal and resonant is the song of the cold iron which keeps safe the land of the dead. Its ululating voice shatters the antebellum silence, falling into harmony with the grim procession which makes its presence known. Thousands of souls lost and found march and dance neath the towering arch of the Lichgate. The songs of celebration fade slowly into a mournful dirge. The celebrant makes his way toward you as if from nowhere. Gone is the lavish dress of the man that came before. Here stands an old man, his threadbare robes pulled tight against a wind you cannot feel. Yet the face of him, the mask, is familiar despite its indescribability. He approaches. Iavos is on a knee next to the statue completing the ceremony that he cast to ensure that it does not return as an undead and blessing the corpse of this fallen scion. He walks to you and places his hand on your shoulder. Do not fear for the soul of the one you've taken. It just, it just felt right. Ah, 
But you see, he is in here. He lays his hand across the dinner bell. Hmm. That of him which matters is eternal. Is the bell just laying on the ground? Guess I'll pick it up. (laughs) Nothing ominous about that, evil magic bell. It belongs to you, I think. Perhaps he was only ever keeping it warm for you. It's a bit unnerving to think of, but that seems to be how things go on error, isn't it? He reaches out and takes the bell gently and rings it, yet no sound comes out. He gives it back to you. You broke it. (laughs) (laughs) A poorly made bell, no. Uh, I hold it in my hand. I look at the celebrant almost more as a reflection of myself than from before. And uh, then look at the bells that hang around my neck that symbolize the dying or suffering of my allies. And with a strong arm, I give it a shake. As you do, it rings out in a familiar tone. You smell stew in the air. You feel wood beneath your seat. And you feel sorrow for one that was lost. The reverie breaks, and there you stand again in the graveyard. A precious thing. I ceremoniously tie it onto my belt of sacred objects. This will be great for my stealth checks. (laughs) (laughs) Your charm belt. Gesturing to the body under this statue that somehow managed to fall over on top of him. Who knows how that happened? (laughs) This, too, was a scion then. Yes, there are many scions in this place, and you would be hard-pressed to find one with power who is not. And those who are not bear the remnant of one, such as your friend here. He gestures to you, Hal, and the chivalric edge. I sheathe it. And I will follow his gesture over towards Gaspar and the mantle of witch's thatch wrapped around his shoulders. Is this too one of those symbols of the scion? It is. All objects of power here were at one point a remnant of those that came before. And then I look at his face studying the mask. Oh, this? This old thing? This is like that. Much the same, in fact. Though I am somewhat different. Most scions, when they pass, either by choice or by force, become a relic unintentionally. This visage was created. So scions can be created. In a manner of speaking, I always held the remnant, but I chose to pass the remnant and my soul into an object. I have never seen one being created, have you? I think you have. He points to your chest. No, this is a scion that has been turned into a remnant. The process is much the same, the only difference is choice. I'm sure she had no intention of becoming what she is now, but there she is all the same. Mine was by choice. But surely she was created. At one point. So have you seen the birth of one, one of these scions? I have seen the births and deaths of many. Sometimes it is squalling and screaming covered in afterbirth. Other times they are simply made that way. Sometimes they simply grab an object of power and then it becomes them. And other times... They are born from the earth or fallen from a tree and birthed from the fruit. Scions in this world are as numerous as they are complex, and yet so few now remain. Have we disturbed some kind of balance, killing the guardian of this gate? As soon as you say the word balance, a eerie grin spreads across his face. There is no balance here. I imagine it is not unlike where you come from, the Aether Wastes. Yes, of course, the Aether Wastes. Perhaps there is balance in its chaos. All things trend to nothing. That is what we of the Pale Bastion, the Dread Council, represent. The inevitability of the end. The Altruits would choose to fight that, but in truth, there is no fighting death. And that's why I'm here. To help the inevitable come to pass smoothly and pleasantly. But this creature would have barred you from passing. He would have harvested those who need not be harvested. These poor creatures, and he gestures to the processionists, are not scions and never will be. They will die in this place and rot away, their souls becoming one more moat in the ether. 
Did there used to be a guardian at the gate when you entered before? He points to the bell. The same. That one was going bad like fruit, rotten on the ground. Do you often collect champions along the way to take care of the guardian so you may pass? There are many scions among the procession, but they do not fight here. This is a place of peace. This event is a place of peace, and that is its purpose. You were not truly a part of it, and so your actions were separate. Death should be peace. Well said. Very well said. Should. You said there aren't very many scions left. No. What happens when they're all gone? Are they important for this world? There are some who believe that when they are all gone, everything will end. And there are some who believe that when they end, a new beginning. Who is to say? Those that came before might have known the answer, but now there is nothing. It seems the scions themselves are metaphors for this ending and a new beginning, this continuance. They are indeed. And in fact, the lives that you see them take, they are fleeting, despite their length. They should be so much more and for so much longer. But so long as they end prematurely, we will usher them into that end. There are some who would wish things to last eternal, and who fight tooth and nail to ensure that that is in fact the case. The old church. Hmm. There is still much of this world that we don't know. But it seems almost that long ago the scions were something quite different, and now they're some kind of corruption, like they're falling like autumnal leaves from a tree. That is exactly it. You understand, at one point, scions were kings and queens, rulers of lands. They were... They were speakers for the dead and the living. They were representations of something before. And now, they're simply clinging to life. A life that will never end. You see, what you bear, he points to each of you, these last remnants do not truly ever fade though in time they will join the void. But the ones you end, the blighted, they come back. They do not end. They re-manifest over and over and over again. The fact that you have brought ends to them and that they do not persist is nothing short of a miracle. The old church would ferry them away, hide them. We would allow them peace in the ground. But you grant something different. A true end, greater than the one we offer. I'm very curious to someday learn much more of this old church. I'm sure the more time you spend here in the inner real, the greater likelihood that that will come to pass. What precautions should we take if they do find us? I feel as though we would not be welcome having done these things. Oh, as long as they don't know what you've done, you'll be fine. <laughs> Everything will be just fine for you. You're a scion. Hmm. They would not be able to tell... What these items truly hold? As far as they're concerned, they will just be relics. And there are numerous relics. And we must hold our tongues if we find out we're in their presence. Indeed. Because you see, the blight comes in time. But if there is one they disagree with, or who disagrees with them, you will find very quickly that they can make it happen. Hmm. That all sounds rather sinister. That is exactly the intent. They've done this before. That sounds... Awful. They do this often. You see, the All Church is predicated on the notion that the scions are faultless. That service to a scion ensures that there is no wrong action, no immorality, so long as you are in service to something greater. And yet, those who disagree with the All Church might be seen as aberrant, and the aberrant must be taken away. The Grand Cathedral is where they are taken, but few go. In time, all scions, by their choosing, would end up at the Grand Cathedral, in eternal worship. And what form that worship would take, well, some might call it worse than death. It seems that the All Church then, in a way, weaponizes this blight. They care for things to not change, and the blight do not end. But scions do. Scions can choose to end, and those relics can be used as well. The All Church finds ways to use everything to their advantage. They collect the relics and use them as weapons, and those who they disagree with are made blighted through their cruelties, and in the end all things serve the church, except, of course, the one thing they hate most of all. 
the end. And that's what we are. And that's what this place is. And they shall never cross the Lich Gates. And they would rather a being be a corrupt blighted than a rebellious scion. Indeed. An old story. Hmm. Unfortunately synonymous with churches of power, too. Such as it has been here even well before the All-Church. And there is a time before the All-Church. Don't let them convince you otherwise. Is it not dangerous for them to create these blighted? They've all been rather lethal that we've encountered. They can be killed temporarily. And you are powerful, but so are they. And as I mentioned, the relics are plentiful, and the All-Church does collect them in abundance. The most useful are meted out, given to their inquisitors. It is a comfort to see these spirits pass through the gate and know that they will find a true end. Some. Some few. Others will be like those you fought. The ones that rest here, unable to sleep, unable to end. The scions in particular. Some scions, the fortunate few, will transcend and join us in the Dread Council as servitors to the Pale Bastion. Others will simply wait, for their rotting is a slow thing. When blighted rise again, do they rise in the same place where they fell? Usually, wherever their remains are. Sometimes, though, they are reborn in a perversion of their initial birth. Often wherever the scion was born might be where the blighted returns. It is impossible to know. Iavos gets a very serious look on his face at these words. You have traveled this land probably more than any other, safe to say. Tell me, do you know if there is a farmstead beyond the Black Forest, far from the city walls, where the land is dry and dust clings to the air? He seems to shiver uncomfortably, and he begins to nod. No. No such place exists. Casually, as though... The weariness is seeping into his eyes. He's going to reach into his robes and put on his spectacles, studying the celebrant and say, I believe you. Please roll insight for me. Absolutely. Thank you, Kraken, for the new dice. Yeah, baby. Now 20 and oh! a 1. You are kidding me. The Kraken buff. So the classic 21. First good. roll with my red dice, my redwood dice. Thank you so much, Kraken. That's exactly what we needed. As soon as you put on the spectacles... You see him for what he is. At first, it is only the mask. There is no body, just this old, tattered visage. And yet all around him, streams and rivulets of ethereal energy are pulled into the mask. And what you feel from him is uncertainty. Something you imagine he is not accustomed to. It was just a question. The hunt continues then. I should let you know that I do not know all things, and there are certain places I do not go. He gestures toward the axis. Beyond the inner reel, into the outer, and far into the aether waste, what is true begins to fall apart. This is also true the closer you come to the vertical horizon. I see. It is still a mystery. I was just hopeful that a wayfarer such as yourself might have insight. Unfortunately, the farther you go in either direction, the worse it gets, and maybe your answers lie exactly there, though I cannot advise you go in either direction too far. Who knows where we will go next? Safe for home. And I think that's exactly where you should go. Hey, you could say our destination's a bit up in the air at the moment. Well, truly, this has been enlightening. And may I again? He gestures to the bell. I unstrap it and hand it willingly. He takes it and rings it again. Silence. He hands it back to you. When that bell should ring again of its own accord, you will find me here. And on that day, the gates of the Pale Bastion will be open to you. Then I hope it's not soon. Thank you again, witness to the Withering Acre. And I hope, with all my heart, you will witness it again. Blessed in your continuance, Grand Celebrant. The Celebrant rejoins the throng as the final remnant of the grim procession trickles through the Lich Gates. As it does, some of you crane to catch a glimpse of what lies beyond, and though emotions swell and thoughts swirl, the mind grants no translation, as though the eye lacks permission to see. 
You stand now in the wake of the grim procession. Grave dirt clings to your every garment, and your bodies are reminded of their fatigue. It seems the enchantment that we felt while traveling with the procession, this loss of weariness, this abundance of energy and vitality, seems to be fading a bit, and the length of our road is catching up with me. Yeah, I think my uppers have worn off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think a graveyard is a good place to rest, though I do think rest is necessary. That was not vitality. That was just ignorance of our mortal coil. Then perhaps we should venture out from this grim place and find uh, something less ominous to bed down near. You return the way you came, and as you do, the barrowlands dissolve back into grasslands, and you find yourselves returned to nature, as it should be. Your eyes are drawn inexorably to the sun, or what you think of as the sun. It had been idly referred to as a Volkov sphere by the people on Zenith, but now that you see it, it doesn't seem like a sun at all, a distant star, practically a pinprick, yet bright enough to light the entirety of error. And you see now that as it slowly rotates around the axis, it creates a false dawn and a false night. The axis itself, an eternal tower, infinitely spreading upward, truly is a vertical horizon. And now, as dusk draws near, the sight of it sends shivers down your spine. Despite the weariness of the road, Iavos cracks his back and ceremoniously begins erecting a small campfire. Shall we collect ingredients for your stew? Ah, you're reading my mind, Gaspar. Though I don't know if I have the energy to prepare such a dish. Maybe just some of the rations we brought will suffice. Too much on my mind. Well, if Iavos doesn't feel up to it, maybe we can try to make something. Oh, no. (laughs) This is fun. I like that. Iavos, you have cooked for us on many occasions. Let us have the honor of making a stew for you. That sounds delightful. While you prepare it, uh, may I collect your notes and findings on error so I may compile them into concise notes? Yes, here are my 200 soil samples that I have collected. They're unlabeled. (laughs) (laughs) I place them in a spiral chronological order. Ah, as our travels progress then. Yes. If you remember everywhere we've been, hopefully somebody wrote that down. My notes are thorough. These will be a fine accompaniment. And I can imagine like Penny has like these drawings of like birds that are like little kids coloring book kind of stuff. Oh yeah, Hal's notes are absolutely like cartoons, but it's like the action thing. So it's like, it's the big nut squirrels with extra big nuts. It's big dick squirrels. <laughs> Thank it, you. Was you're the one the that dicks? assumed they also have huge testicles okay. just because you heard they had They're big hogs. They're tiny. They're like peas. Okay. All right. <laughs> They're like peas under a hot dog. It's All ridiculous. Right. <laughs> It's <laughs> it's a very British dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly bangers and mash. <laughs> Hal gives you cartoons of the genital squirrels. A cartoon of us fighting this like comically menacing wisteria hag. The death celebrant, but all of them are just really rudimentary skulls with like stick figure bodies. He's like, he's what I've got. Well, I hope it's well useful. done, Hal. <laughs> It'd be funny if for the fight... It was just like a really complex like series of diagrams with all sorts of arrows and everything. It's like, what is this? Like, oh, it's the play-by-play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last picture that you see is a drawing of the Lich Gate, which is in astonishing detail. <laughs> like completely and utterly different style than all the rest of the drawings. And Hal's drawn things on the other side of the gate that you couldn't see. Ooh. That's very cool. Yeah. That just processed in my brain. Penny hands over her own journal, which is filled with sketches of all the things she's seen up to this point, as well as um, moderately detailed notes. But you do notice that all of Penny's notes and observations are in rhyme. Hmm. I like that. Iavos rests his back against a tree, lays all your notes out in front of him, and begins filling out not one but two forms of documented notes compiling all of them, one of which he tucks carefully into a scroll case, and the other 
He feeds hungrily to Opus. No. How does he eat the information? You see the page get laid down inside of the open book, and then the words meld with that page, and it flips like a tongue licking its own lips. Ah, I like it. With a good book. <laughs> Do you just, practice that now? <laughs> just came out of me. Does it have like a little a wet little ribbon bookmark that it uses as a, a tongue? little tongue bookmark? Yeah. Maybe slips out every now and then when he's hot because he doesn't have any pores. <laughs> he's got little dog so ears. So cute. Oh, a dog ear. Oh, gosh, so great. I I pet his spine. <laughs> I like we've taken this kind of horrifying Necronomicon style book and we're just making it it's, more, it's and more and more adorable. Leave it to humans to personify everything. Yeah. I mean, this literally is a living book. I think it's okay to personify a little. And then he probably dozes off. I'm just resting my eyes. I would like to go and try to forage some ingredients that we can add to this stew. Excellent. Go ahead and give me a survival check. Ah, fuck me. <laughs> Four. Mm, all right. Uh, you grab some grasses, which you assume are fine. Oh, I eat those all the time. Yeah, uh, leaves seem good, uh-huh. uh, especially the crunchier ones. Those seem to be pretty Oh, solid. I love those. <laughs> uh, you grab some flowers, but seem to miss the dandelions just because you've always found them kind of bitter. And generally, mostly uh, the only fruits you find are the ones on the ground, but those are the ones that must be ripe already. Gaspar is going to use his headhunting senses. Just kind of randomly, arbitrarily move his crossbow across the air and fire it off into the tastiest animal. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't know what it is yet. All right. Go ahead and give me a perception check. But something has to die (laughs) when this arrow is loose. (laughs) That is. Wait, what check is this? Perception. Perception. 15. All right. Not bad at all. You do hear a loud shriek as an animal falls from a tree. It's a lot of good meat on those squirrel digs. <laughs> <laughs> no! I refuse to eat those nuts. <laughs> oh, what what shrieks? As you approach, you see that it is something that is not too dissimilar from a cat, but it doesn't have any ears. Perfect. We gonna eat cat tonight. <laughs> That's one way to say it. <laughs> Uh, Hal's contribution towards the soup is largely based on a lot of Hal's other gourmet cooking strategy, which is to say he borrows some hot sauce from Iavos and just dumps it in the soup. As though Iavos has hot sauce? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he'll ask him. I mean, I have an herbalism kit. Maybe there's some dry chilies in there. <laughs> Standard bachelor cooking spiciness makes up for flavor. Of course it does. If it hurts, it's good. Yeah. Every time I try to skin this thing, all I can see is our bartender. Oh. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, if it helps, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Ooh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I, I do the third way to skin his cat then. Of yeah. course. Yeah. I want each of you to roll me an insight check using whatever stat you feel is appropriate to the cooking process. And depending on the number of successes you get, you'll succeed or fail. And the idea is that you remember watching Iavos cook. And you think you've got an idea of how he does it. Can I do a constitution insight just for how spicy I make it? Absolutely, you can. <laughs> Let's just keep adding until it's too hot and be like, okay, there we go. That tracks. That's Hal's contribution. That's absolutely Hal's contribution. Hey, you know what? 22. Nice. <laughs> you not only get a pretty good idea of what you can suffer through, but also what everybody else here will be able to handle. And actually, you got to get a pretty good balance going. I like the idea that Iavos is just off in the corner, guidance in hand, just, just about, but he's stopping himself. He's like, no, <laughs> let, let them do this by themselves. <laughs> I'm going to do a dexterity butchering check. Perfect. Good? Yeah. We'll just call that an overall Sue roll. Yeah. That's a six. Nice. Even though there's many ways to skin a cat, you do the one way that sucks and you end up with a pretty poorly butchered cat. If it helps, the cats yeah. in this place are pretty stupid. Like I, they're not like they don't have a personality. I cut everything into nine pieces. It's not good. <laughs> some things are too small. Some things are too big. Still a lot of hair in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> well, presentation affects taste. I'm going to make it look beautiful. This is going to be a charisma. There you go. Twenty-three. 
Amazing. So you are able to very beautifully plate it up, even though Iabos has never really been one for plating. You remember watching enough scries that you know exactly how this is. Oh, the Gorgon Ramsay specials. Exactly. Mm. And you managed to tastefully arrange the leaves in such a way that it doesn't look like you're just putting garbage on a plate. And then eventually you present it to Iabos. So just so we're clear, (laughs) this is cat meat, yard clippings, and hot sauce. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Something about this does not feel right. (laughs) It's made with love. (laughs) I almost hear presented with exactly what you just said. Do I need to roll any kind of thing to enjoy it? Because if my friends made it, even if it's not great, I'm probably going to like it. I would like an insight wisdom check. Oh, it went from 16 to 3. That's not great. I am good at insight, though. Where am I? Uh, So that is a 9. I see. You try very hard to discern exactly what they were trying to do and try to really feel for it. And you try to give them the best compliments you can. It's surprisingly spicy for salad. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had this kind of meat either. It's quite unique. I did not know what it would taste like. I believe you. (laughs) I figured, uh, you know, most places that you start with uh, soup and salad. So we just did a soup salad. Cut out the middleman. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, courses. And the only thing we didn't have was breadsticks, but we do have uh, dicks. In my defense, underneath the skin was immediately bone. And then under <laughs> that was fat. I did not know where to go from there. Under the bone. <laughs> you cut away the bones and it's just fat. <laughs> it was some sort of crab cat. I don't know. <laughs> You've done very well considering the bizarre flora and fauna of this place. He says while eyeballing a dandelion that would absolutely have been edible that we avoided specifically. Yeah. He just looks at the field of dandelions and he's just like weeping. <laughs> Try cracking one of the claws. There should be meat in there. The cat claw? <laughs> Suck the meat out of the cat claw. Oh boy. Not even I know what's underneath there. You all... And get diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) That's the hot sauce contribution. You all eventually taste of this um, meal. And (laughs) pro tip, taste it while you're cooking it, too. (laughs) Oh. None of us made intelligence checks while we were making the soup. (laughs) And uh, you all understand just how poorly you did. But it's a bonding experience, and you all remember it fondly. And with not very full bellies, you manage to bed down. In the morning, you are greeted by the false dawn as the sun comes out from behind the vertical horizon. Iavos is awake before the rest of you looking at the sun, the sideways sunrise. (sighs) And he's packed up all of his things and cleaned up the huge mess you made last night. Is it morning already? Whatever constitutes as morning in this place. I don't know how I feel about everyone referring to me as a scion. After all the things we've seen here. Do you think it's true? The celebrant did not know of my home, and it's only been told that this is where I'm from, where I spent that time. It could be a lie. The celebrant goes where death is. Perhaps death has not found your farm. Well, that is not true. That is not true at all. Looking to the empty pot that you all tried to prepare a meal in, uh, I says. Making a meal as a family is a very sacred act. Mother did most of the cooking. Father helped bring things in from the larder, did most of the hunting, of course tended the fields. Brother would chop the wood, stoke the flame, run errands for mother. Sister would set the table. Sometimes she'd play us some music, and the young child, they got to ring the bell when it was time. It wasn't a happy sound, but it put a smile on their face. He says, rubbing his finger against the bell hanging on his waist. I never thought I'd see it again. We still ring the bell to remember them. And now the smile finds its way to our faces. I think the celebrant told you exactly where to find it. He said that uh, it wasn't a real place. But he also said that the farther in or farther out you go, the less true that is. I'm sure we will discover with time. And I'm sure we'll return to Era soon to experience more of this strangeness. But until then, I am certain that all of us will be blessed in our 
blessed in our continuance. Yes. And here he is, the man himself. How does a face like yours slip away from his own event? Illusion technologies come a long way. You'd be amazed what a simulacrum can do. Hmm. Normally you wouldn't find me within 100 meters of a journalist. But the triple A-hole vouched for you, so here I am. We are a crafty lot. I appreciate your vote of confidence. Confidence has nothing to do with it. I just like getting paid for services rendered. Do you have them? You might be surprised to learn that criminal is not synonymous with idiot. They are stashed nearby. Once I have my queen, you'll get the location. Yellow bean behind the good grub. Underneath the trash bag. You have my thanks. And I hope I have your discretion. You do. One question, though. What's a cosmically renowned journalist want with some smuggled artifacts from some dead plane in the middle of the void? Ah, done in one. Well, I could feed you some lines you'd believe, like I'm a collector of antiquities, or I'm researching a new book, but the fact of the matter is, there's a man who needs to die. Crossbows cheap. Poison's cheaper. So's resurrection. No, I'm afraid this blade must go more than skin deep. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Lucky for you, it's time for my break. All this torturing can work up quite an appetite. But with my busy schedule, I don't have time for regular shopping or meal prep. That's why I'm glad I use Factor. Fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted meals ready in two minutes and delivered straight to my door. 35 weekly options and over 60 add-ons to keep things interesting. You, you're a thin one. You'd probably like their calorie-smart options. Me, I'm building muscle. So I love their Protein Plus options. <laughs> yes, you're right. The scheduling flexibility is amazing if I want to change for as much or as little as I need week to week. It's fast, premium options with no cooking required. <laughs> of course I have a deal for you. Head to factormeals.com slash theleague50 and use code theleague50 to get 50% off. That's code the League 50 at factormeals.com slash the League 50 to get 50% off. A deal that can't be beat. And speaking of being beaten, it's time to get back to work. During Women's History Month, come explore what feminism means to you with nonfiction storytelling podcast Thread the Needle. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. So, uh, where did you want to have holiday dinner? Uh, uh, I don't care. Have you decided what you're going to get for... Streepus this year? Oh God! Please God! I thought I might. Uh, I thought I might get him a sweater or something. Oh, it's so itchy! It's so itchy! Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Sweaters are uh, itchy. I hate it. It's like walking with a pillow between my legs. Make it stop! Hey man, uh, what's up with your balls? It's too much. I can't do this. Maybe we can wait until. We're at the restaurant, and you can scratch in the bathroom or something. Just a thought. You don't understand. It's like a rosemary 
bush sprouting from my chain. It sucks. Well, I know what I'm getting you this year. I don't care. Oh, God, it's my balls. No, 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 no. Manscaped provides top-of-the-line <sighs> genital grooming solutions <sighs> for men. Uh, <sighs> the Performance Package 4.0 includes uh, the lawnmower, which is super neat. It's got ceramic blades, so you'll... You'll tame you'll you'll tame your you'll tame your taint without nicking your nuts. Hey cat, give me that back scratcher! Oh, oh god, yeah, no, oh, it's not enough. It's not enough. This it's uh, they got stocking stuffers. They got stocking stocking stuffers too. Uh, they got you know like ball wipes to make your no, I can't. Your balls smell good and you know nail nail clippers. Oh, no nail crap! Holy balls, balls only. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's go to manscape.com and we'll use promo code LUQ for twenty percent off and uh, free shipping. It's free? Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. No, no problem. No problem, man. Uh, hey, let's uh, let's let's skip the restaurant. You know, just, just you know, for uh, for now. For now. Hey there, cuties. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful mid-roll. Welcome back to regular Battle Axis episodes. We hope you enjoyed a week off with some LUQ&A to get a peek behind the curtains, because I know the cast certainly did. We're currently doing a huge holiday crack and dice giveaway on Twitter, and I'm beside myself with all the nice things the people have been saying about the show. When retweeting the post to enter to win, users have been leaving reviews about how much they love LUQ, and you may think we get a lot of that, but we really don't, and these kind words mean so much to us. And I'm really excited to see how many more new faces join the LU Cuties as a result of this giveaway. Be sure to go to our Twitter and follow us to see how to enter, because it only takes a few seconds, it's free, and we're giving away a lot of dice. So your odds of winning are pretty good. A big LUQ shout-out to our Patreon supporters. I recently had one of our Patreon supporters, who's been with us for a long time, say that just recently they went back to check out the Patreon on Lark, and they were blown away by how much cool content we have available. They had just forgotten to look. We've got tons of maps, monsters, magic items, and more stuff that you can use in your own D&D games. And we wouldn't be able to make the show without our Patreon, especially our legendary teams. Those teams are the Titans Rise, the Forgotten Legacy, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team, the Twilight Concord, with Eerie Lunar Rose, Maisie, and Korgoth. If you want to get your name on a legendary team or make a character for the Battle Axis, check out the highest tiers of our Patreon. All the links you need for social media, actors, pages, merch, and more is available at theluq.com. For info on getting personal messages or advertisements on the show, contact admin at slapdashstudios.com. Feel free to send us cool stuff, fan art, whatever you feel like, except for homemade food, to P.O. Box 230091, Tigered, Oregon 97281. And be sure to follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams, where we're also giving away lots of crack and dice on Monday and Wednesdays. So if you want to participate in that, follow the channel and join the Discord for your chance to win those crack and dice. Mondays on Twitch, we premiere new LUQ episodes hosted by Dungeon Mistress Dana. Wednesdays, me and Zach do our Soul Link Pokemon Nuzlocke. Thursdays is Penny Plays. And the rest of the week, we just stream as much as we can. We're also going to start uploading our new Pokemon Black White series onto the YouTube channel that we've had way back in the day just to get back into the swing of dealing with that website. So if you do want VODs of our streams, you'll be able to check them out there soon. And last but not least, we'd love to see you on the Discord. You're missing out on what a great community it is. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the Battle Axis. Okay, we've got sausages, burgers, ribs, some chicken wings. This will be a great barbecue. What's this? Is this all the meat you're making? Well, what's wrong with my meat? We're having adventuring parties over. This is barely a snack to their kind. Oh no, but my grill is loaded up to the max. What shall I do? Normal grills are fine for normal barbecues, but if you want to feed heroes, you'll need a rig that can handle the monster appetite of monster slayers. You need the new Pyrotech Total Party Grill. 
reinforced mithril chassis, non-stick magical grating, a heat core powered by the elemental plane of fire, and a slow smoking feature if you got time for that kind of thing. Big enough to cook an entire dire turkey, powerful enough to blast through the hide of beasts with fire resistance, and strong enough to stand up to the challenge of feeding your team. Charbroil Chul, Braise Boulets, Sear Sawagon, Kebab Krakens, Roast Rocks, and Grilled Gorgons with the new Pyrotech Total Party Grill. You can't have character without char. With camp broken and bodies healed, you begin to depart, marching on the long high road traveled by the grim procession. Yet as you move, you begin to realize just how far you traveled, how much time began to warp when you were within the arms of that dance macabre. Oh, it's going to be a long road before we return to our vessel, isn't it? Kill for another one of those wagons they had. I didn't realize that the road here was quite this treacherous. You were pretty high for most of the trip. (laughs) And I mean that in more than one sense. I delight in walking through nature, but as you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. As long as we keep moving, we will get there. Kaspar, roll me a... hmm, either perception or survival check. That is an 11. You start to notice as you're walking, the high road, which is largely gravel, seems to have some odd digging in it. Just footprints from what you can tell, but with heavily clawed feet. And they seem to be going at odds with the road itself, but appear periodically as you walk. Perhaps it's a more delicious animal. (laughs) How big are these burrows? Based on your knowledge of most creatures, you would say it must be fairly large. Anything we should worry about, Gaspar? Perhaps if one of us strays too far from the group. These don't look like predators that hunt packs. But if you are alone, maybe. You begin to scout ahead a little bit, just to ensure that there's no real threat. Obviously within eyesight, so that there's no risk. And far afield, your eyes sweep past a lone willow only to catch on a figure propped against its ancient and weathered trunk. It appears to be a man, possibly wounded to look upon him. He lays heavy breathing. This could be another scion. Or a trip. Well, if it's a trap, let us just know, going in prepared for what could happen, but we cannot just let a man suffer. I agree. I wouldn't feel right if we left him. Entertaining the idea that this could be a trap, are there anywhere that people could be hiding in the surrounding area? Immediately nearby, there is a grove of trees. Not too close, but close enough that you could get a clear sight of anybody coming from it. As long as we take caution to that grove, we may be able to foil the trap, if there is one, before it closes on us. I don't see how something sinister could be resting under a willow tree. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. I would like to make our way over there if we'll stay as a group to prepare my healer's kit seeing that this person is wounded of course uh, that's one of my things i do as you approach the figure takes note of you and waves weakly you look like you need help he's an elderly man gray of hair and stout of build simple brown brigandine armor wraps his body his eyes however are decidedly inhuman there is no sclera to them Instead, only a swath of red gold with a thin vertical pupil. The eyes of an animal. The eyes of a predator. This mountain green grass is stranger. I have. He looks at Gaspar. I had feared to miss the procession. (laughs) Yeah, yet hark. A vision of death before me. How blessed I must be. You see that he is bleeding from his mouth as well as profusely from his side. We were among the procession, as spectators. Would you agree to let me tend to your wounds? Spectators. I would not consign myself to the old church. The fate of all science cannot be to rot in that desolate place. We are not affiliates 
No. We're from very far away. I see. Very well, if you must, but I fear you will find no success. Let us test this. Guidance myself. And I'm going to just do a full-on healer's feet medicine check on this ombre. Roll that beautiful bean footage. I don't know why I'm rolling with advantage. I don't have advantage, but I do have a d4. Come here. Mm-hmm. 21. Excellent. As soon as you get a clear sight of the wound, you can tell immediately that it's a dagger wound. It's been stabbed into his side, possibly somewhere around the kidney. The attacker might have nicked the renal artery, but it looks like the blade went upward and possibly stabbed into the lower lung. Now, this would explain why your mouth is full of blood. Do you want a number of actual hit dice healed? Um, as you begin to attempt to sew, you note something. It's not coagulating. No platelets are forming. He's not healing. And though you patch the wound, he doesn't seem to get better. I have seen this before. He is ready for death. His body is accepting what has happened to it. Well, I am. <laughs> I, I know what ready feels like, and this certainly doesn't feel like it. It's attacked by some blackguard. I took him for a knave, some highwayman, but <clears throat> but his gear was too fine for a cut purse. He stuck me hard, but I gave him one split him gut to gullet. Heard <laughs> <And> his allies. <laughs> I fled before they could finish the job. Strangest thing, he, he apologized to me before before he spilt my life's blood. He, he asked, for, he asked forgiveness. Why would he do that? I wonder. There may have been some wicked power in the wound that he imparted on you, as it does not heal. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> His dagger was a dull thing, old and ash-gray throughout. A bit like a bastard. A worse wound I've never suffered. Caught a glimpse of a symbol on the pommel. He reaches over and grabs a small branch and draws something in the dirt. The plus sign. However, through the bottom of the vertical line is a chevron pointing up. And then a mirrored one pointing down on the other side. Almost looks a bit like a snowflake. Uh, it looks like the symbol of the old church, but wrong. There's something off about it. I've never familiarized myself with it. But, <coughs> but that's it. Well, there's something curious going on with your wound, but I don't want to give up on helping you. Perhaps we're past the point of gut and gauze, and we've moved on to something greater. I'm going to take out my magic sewing needle and cast a second-level cure wounds on him. Nice, okay. Give up not your life's blood. Continue on, brother. Uh, Fifteen hit points. It does not heal. There is something here stopping me from helping you. I'm sorry. I would like to use a divine sense. Mm. What are you looking for? I want to see if there's anything divine sense lets me detect like hallowed or desecrated things. I want to see if there is any aura of like cursing to this wound. Gotcha. This is outside of that definition, so I'm going to have you roll an insight check along with it. Sure. And I think that's how we'll do it from now on. Whenever right. you use it, if you want something that kind of searches outside of the realm, give me an insight. Okay. Or religion. Just standard wisdom insight? Yeah. Okay. Unless you can think of a good reason to do something else. Four. As you probe out with your senses, all you feel is a sucking void, like a vacuum. You find yourself recoiling from it. Yeah. Uh, I, have a, I think you could probably pour all of your magic and then some into that and uh, it's not going away maybe uh, you could try and you know cut the whole wound out but I don't know if he'd survive it well it's part of his torso so unlikely to cut around the bad meat as it were it is it is courage that <clears throat> courage indeed that guides my faith yeah I would speak true in my final hour, if never before and never after. 
I fear the blight, my brothers. I fear it so. I had hoped to rest neath the bale bastion and await the end of all things, though the thought of so stagnant an eternity rankles. Yet here I lie alone, having sent my oldest friend away, so that he might be spared the sight of my ending. If it would bring you peace, we can attempt to assure that your old friend has not met the same fate. He hasn't. He'll return in time to find me rotting here. Would it give you peace to have your passing bear witness? It would. But it would give me more to know that there was purpose in my death. He looks at Gaspar. Take it. He gestures to his head. I would serve one of your ilk before I fall into the hands of the old church. If this is your desired fate, I will use you however I see fit. Always better to be useful. We always were. And the Vortrab. Are you familiar? The what? The Vortrab. I don't know this name. Cavalry Vanguard. I, we ride the... We ride the Volpidexa. Animal. Beautiful creatures. Terribly whip-smart. Me and my brother and we... We stood against the filth at the pit of the unborn. As that vile place breathed its fume into the sky, as other clouds wept acid. Those foul rains pitted the spires of Aurum. The huddled denizens of the golden city wailed and wept in their retreat, as the towers of their faith bled gold into the Xanthus Sea. Such losses we suffered, until the mantle fell to me. Victorious in the end, of course. You can call it that. I sat befouled of unborn blood upon the shores stained red. Those golden spires rotted to ruin, cast in black, against the purpling twilight. New-made brothers to the vertical horizon. The last rays of sun danced and shone on the saffron waters of the Xanthus Sea, and I wept. I wept that something so beautiful could seep from the wounds of the world. In all my years I've never returned. Though in truth, I should like to have seen it one last time. And the eyes which have seen so much close, never to be opened again. At some point during his final words, Iavos has taken his hand and will whisper, Rest at peace, brother. If your friend returns here, he will not find a rotting corpse, but a fine headstone, blessedly placed under a willow. No. Now is not the time for him to rest. He will ride on. Those towers will bleed again. And he shall weep at its beauty. And Gaspar, before the body can fall from leaning on the tree, will do a little spin, unsheathing his saber, severing the spine first, and then the rest of the neck in one smooth motion catching the head before it touches the ground and immediately tendrils of necrotic energy will begin to weave between the severed head and Gaspar's body. As your wisp enters into the mind and soul of this severed head, your vision changes. Grass rushes below you. Blood fills your eyes as you see the things that killed your master standing over his dying body. Welcome back to EXPN. I'm Dirk Bradley, and with me today is a very special guest all the way from Theta T20, Nate Daggers. Cool name, cooler cummerbund. Thank you, Dirk. My mom always told me if you're the best-dressed one there, you're in the wrong room. That's why I always formulate my fashion formula with some formal fashion. A well-placed cravat can really bring out the hot in hot pants. I've been forcibly removed from enough social clubs to know that flip-flops with pocket squares is a little gauche. Not if you balance it out with a sash. Sashes are the throw pillow of the abdomen. Truly a man of impeccable style and substance. I may get lacerated by just how cut your jib is. 
You're no style slouch yourself. Cut-off khakis with a double-breasted suit is a look I can find myself looking at. You're a real wolf in cheap's clothing. You're making my cheeks cherry baggers. Speaking of style, how about that kobold extermination from Metal and Mana? That's the kind of action you giggle about under the bedsheets. But you know what it was missing? Well, a few dinosaurs couldn't hurt. Get out of my boat. I can't, buddy. I think we've always been in the same one. What do you say you and me go out to Forever Level 21 after the show and get some matching wallet chains? My gods, it's like putting my heart's ear to a mirror. Coming up next, neo-cannibals have engineered alchemically grown humanoid flesh, soul-free. But is long pig still craveable without the secret ingredient? Find out after these messages. Hey. Huh. Oh, boy. Spooky. <laughs> what does that Yo, mean? I was ready to start attacking. <laughs> <laughs> you cut me off. That's no, no, yeah, good. That's I, good. Kept, I kept expecting like a fight to... Br- I, I thought he, we were going to have to like prove that we were worth it. He was going to be like, no, you're not going to take me, but you can take me. Nothing sadder than a healer who can't manage to heal someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt... Should I have ended that with roll for initiative? I think it's fine. Okay. It's yeah, yeah, no, it was implied. Okay. We don't have to. Yeah. Ooh. Ah, tasty, tasty. Uh, who went last? I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100% positive that it was either you or Angelo, because you guys just traded back and forth last yeah. session. I want to say I finished it. So I'll roll. Yeah. That's a four. Law. Wowzers. I haven't done this in a hot minute. Wowzers. Unless you count LUQ&A. First, we got to talk about play of the game and MVP, yeah, even though do. there wasn't any like you know explicit combat in this one. Sometimes hard to pick a play of the game when it's you know, but this is role play, role <laughs> role play of the game. role play of the game. Play of the game. Oh, that's tough. Hmm. I mean, play of the game for me feels like the soup salad. Yeah, <laughs> that was oh, a very fucking fun scene. spicy cat salad. <laughs> <laughs> soup salad and squirrel dicks. You can find this recipe and more on the Patreon. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Never making it. Please don't kill cats. Please. (laughs) Right, yeah. These cats are okay because they're fictional cats and they're not good. It was... It just kind of looked like a cat. Yeah. It was some kind of shitty animal you hate. With some sort of bone (laughs) shell. Yeah. An exoskeletal cat. Right. Think like Pine Martins. They're shitheads. They eat fucking sheep and shit. Low blow on Pine Martins. I don't think Pine Martins eat sheep. They do. They kill creatures way bigger than themselves. Ferrets, most mustelids, will kill things like four times their size. Even even minks will fuck up a bigger critter. Okay. They're extraordinarily violent and brutal predators. Okay, all right. Like, I knew Pine Martins were pretty violent. I didn't think they killed sheep. I thought they ate, like, mice and squirrels Baby and sheep. things. Apparently, like, mustelids just kind of don't feel fear or they don't feel, like, anxiety or anything like that. So when they go to hunt, they just fucking go for it. And if they die, they're like, they die, whatever. That sounds nice. Nah, they were born in it. Yeah. Like, uh, fucking honey badgers, they're mustelids. And uh, right. so are wolverines. Yeah. Like, they're all just fucking horny for murder. <laughs> Mongooses? Yeah. Mm. Uh, ferrets have been known to eat babies, so... <laughs> there we are. If uh, you want to make this soup at home, you can do it with ground pork and crab shells. Yeah. There you go. Yum. <laughs> mm. Classic Tyrus. There you go. Ooh, stuff a crab <laughs> with pork. <laughs> Yum. Let's do it. I'm into it. Uh, MVP? MVP. The celebrant? Mm. I think the celebrant's already gotten it. He's gotten one. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. you're right. I think this guy's death monologue was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It had a yeah, very I, Blade Runner feel to it. I wasn't in, it wasn't my intent, but you're absolutely correct. Yeah, <laughs> as, as Roy is dying at the end, I, I, I don't. I don't think it's because of a similarity so much as that that is such an intrinsic scene to the last words before someone dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it just kind of sticky, sticks in your head. I enjoyed his very wet voice. Thank you. Mm. It made my mouth dry. As weird as that sounds, holding water in your mouth for that long kind of removes all the natural salts and stuff like that. You don't hear that sentence a lot. I I enjoyed his wet voice. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to make it sound like he was bleeding to death. Yeah, it totally worked. (laughs) Um, Great. You know the business. Yellowuq.com. That's where you can find actor info. And these are the actors as we go around the table. Starting with... We start with me, Michael Loving, OG underscore Captain underscore Mel on Twitter. I'm on the website. I'm on the show. I play Halifan Orison Jr., the second-level paladin, third-level barbarian. Mm. 
My name is Angelo Kalug. I play Gaspar, the headless rogue of the Phantom subclass. You can find me at, if you don't know, now you know, Angelo at Instagram, where I'm about to post probably these Kraken dice that we just got. I love it. They're pretty tasty. I want to take pictures of our dice and put them on social media, like all together or something. I don't know. Oh, I love that idea. Good idea. They taste better than a weird grass cat jambalaya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I cannot confirm or deny that they taste better than the dice that I had in my mouth last session for whatever reason I did that. <laughs> I am Dana Ebert. I play Penny Farthing, the level three Valor Bard, level two Archfey Warlock. Uh, you can find me in most places at Mistress Dana RPG. I know I've plugged my Twitch a couple of times because I was thinking that I was going to stream on it, but I'm very much streaming on Slapdash Streams instead, <laughs> so you can catch me there Mondays and Thursdays. Yeah. Dana is a great stream host, so do doing that. It's very good stuff. My name's Law. I play Alos Isadora, the witness of the Withering Acre. Uh, he's a Thayerge and a generic-ass human. <laughs> generic? I would, yeah. yeah. I would say yeah. anything but generic. Scion. It's pronounced geriatric. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> if, I, if I introduce my race now, it's going to be Scion. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And I'm Zach Barkus, Dungeon Boy. I am also the technical director for Slapdash Studios. I want to thank Hedegar the Editor for editing this episode. And all and episodes. I was going to say this and every episode. And he's out there doing this shit while he's also trying to pull down a PhD. Can yeah. we just hear it for fucking I, Sam? I believe in real life as well. Sam just hit his one year uh, mm-hmm. LU anniversary. In the yeah. mid-roll of the last episode, I, okay. I explained how much me and Zach appreciate everything Sam does, how amazing he is as a person, and the fact that it's been about a year for mm-hmm. editing. It has been quite the editor year. <laughs> Uh, and I also want to thank Brie Golden for doing our battle maps. Uh, we won't be using them this chapter, so I won't be thanking them here on out. But thank you very much anyway. It'll happen again for sure. Yes. So, yeah, check us out online if you haven't yet. you got to get on the Discord. It's great. All the links are there. It's good stuff. Hopefully there'll be some new merch soon. And there'll be some very fun crack and dice giveaways coming up on social media. So keep an eye out for those. And until next time, we wish you luck. Yeah.